today's big drive energy. We're going to talk about Tiger Woods back on the golf course. Nobody's talking about it. Absolutely no one in the golf world is talking about Tiger Woods back on the golf course. So we will be the people that bring that to light, bring that to the world. We're also going to talk about the 10 players who will be making the trek to the PGA Tour this coming year uh, from the DP World Tour. We've got a mulligan of the week for you. And we're also going to discuss some new drivers that came out. And once again, Tiger Woods winning the Player Impact Program provided by the PGA Tour. And all this is brought to you by our great friends over at Pins and Aces. They had a banger of a Black Friday slash Cyber Monday. They're buried in orders, I would imagine. Lots of live videos on their Instagram. If you don't follow them, make sure you follow them. Um, but once the sales go are done, essentially, you can use our code BDE, and that saves you 15% on any order from pinsandaces.com. Uh, There's some new releases. Mitch, you want to talk about some of the new releases from Pins and Aces? Um, yeah, so one of the new releases is their Kraken line, which looks Our. unbelievable. Uh, yes, their new, our, I work there, yes, so thank you. Um, our new release is, well, one of the new releases is the, the line of the Kraken. Have you seen that, Spencer? Yeah, it's so good. It, uh, let me read, let me ask you this as a golfer, just to put, you know, take your podcasting hat off and put on your like, I have fun playing golf hat, which is hard to find most of the time for both of us. But okay. like, I love new head covers, but I'm so married to what's in my bag that I can't like, it's hard for me to change head covers just like willy nilly. Like it's very hard. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you really got to find one that catches your eye that you really like because it has to like represent you in multiple ways. Um, I feel like it's kind of somewhat your golf identity is partially like the head covers that you have in your bag. So, uh, but the Kraken one, like I was honestly tempted to, to order it myself because it is so freaking sick. I, I love the colorways on it. Um, also we did for the cyber Monday, I wasn't able to actually see this, uh, but we did like full on poker chip sets, which looked unbelievable. I think we need to start doing more, you know, poker chip, gambling stuff. I mean, that our logo is a spade after all. So uh, just so many cool new things. Uh, we've got the spring line, um, wholesale and direct to consumer. Uh, but there's so many cool new things dropping. And we're going to be at the PGA show in January. So if you're down there, uh, come to our booth, check out all of our new merch. But so many sick head covers, the hats, you can't miss with those, the polos. Um, Anything you can think of, we've got it. The new player preferred bags are unreal in every single color now, basically. Um, Spencer, have you gotten yourself one of those yet? I know you were you were thinking about it. I have not yet. No, I'm still rocking the, the neon pink pins bag from two summers ago, but I love it. And it matches my my king head cover perfectly. So that's why I'm like, Mar I'm just married to it. I, I'm scared to change. And head covers are a thing that like, bring out a personality in a golfer when you see you know uh, Alabama head cover or whatever it ends up being like oh they're a fan of that like that's how you bring out your personality in golf of course you can dress a certain way but head covers are always there and your bag's always there so you can rep your team you can rep what you like in a head cover so that's why I'm I'm a big fan of just staying where I'm at because I'm comfortable. that's essentially what I just said exactly but yeah 
Yeah, I know. I, that's why I'm just reiterating that point. Oh, okay. I got you. You're just saying what I said. I'm just really driving it home. Oh, okay. You're driving, really burying the point. <laughs> just burying the point. Pinsandaces.com. Check it out. Use our code BDE. Saves you 15% on every order. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. (laughs) All right, Mitchell. I'm not going to forget this pod. I really genuinely care. I'm going to ask you how your week was, and then I'm going to tune out and do some things on my computer. But no, really, how, okay. was, how was your week, bud? How was, how was uh, the New Jersey life at the holidays? Is there is everybody getting into it? Is there, you know, like a town square with some lights and trees? Like, what's going down? Yeah, so the town that I live in, Morristown, New Jersey, they have a famous, it's called The Green. It's like a basically a square in the middle of town. Um, it's an absolute nightmare to drive around. It's one way the entire way around. So you can't go if you want to go. Basically, you can only go one direction. Long story short, I'm not going to get into the whole clusterfuck of it all. But it takes like 10, 15 minutes to drive around at any given time. And it's like 150 feet wide and 150 feet long. Um but they do like the coolest Santa decoration, Santa decorations, Jesus. They actually do have like a, a little cabin set up for Santa on the green, which is very cool. Um, I think he visits one day of the week, weekend, whatever. And then they put up lights throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, the vibe is definitely, you know, growing up in Colorado, you're used to seeing mountains and snow out here. It's a little bit different. It's a little more like just wet and like dark. And I don't want to sound like negative that way. <laughs> like I do enjoy it, but it is, it doesn't feel as much like Christmas. Like yesterday it actually snowed for the first time um, that, that I've been out here. So that was kind of cool to see. It only lasted like 30, 45 minutes. It didn't even stick to the ground, but uh, it did snow a little bit. Um, and my girlfriend and I are in the the throes of ordering our, each other stuff for Christmas because you and I are going to be in, going to be in Detroit uh, December 17th and 18th. And then I'm coming straight out to Colorado. We're doing Christmas in Colorado, but her and I are going to do our own Christmas here beforehand, which is going to be like a full week before Christmas. So we got to make sure we've got all our gifts ordered, got everything. And she can't wrap gifts for shit. Like she doesn't even try. Um, so I wrap my, I wrap my gifts to her. She just basically hands them to me, tells me to close my eyes and hands me my gifts. But (laughs) Um, we decorated for Christmas this last weekend. We got 
uh, some some cute new things. Uh, I like that kind of shit. I like to get in the spirit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just really looking forward to Christmas. Actually, you know what's funny? All my Christmas presents are sitting in this corner right behind me, and I'm supposed to not look in that corner. So, <laughs> so Missy really doesn't have a good hiding spot for any of my gifts. She just says, "I'm putting these here. Don't look at them." So. They're right behind me. I'm trying not to look, but it's it's hard. You know, I'm still like a little fucking kid. I still love I love giving gifts. I love getting gifts. So, um, yeah, man, I'm everything is pretty darn good. Other than that, just working and getting a bunch of pins and aces orders in uh, for next season for a bunch of different golf courses. Actually, real quick before I want to ask you, obviously, I know you decorated your house for the first time. Um but I I signed up this new uh, wholesale account and their logo is a rose and it is like the it is like probably one of my favorite logos that I, I'm just so excited to see it on our shirts. So let me actually find it real quick. What's the course called? It's called Old Bridge Golf Club at Rose Lambertson. Um, and it's actually a brand new golf course. They're not even open yet. So I talked to their pro on the phone this morning here, if you can. Yeah. I mean, it's plenty big. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Like it's that. a great, it's a great logo. It's going to look sick on some pins and aces hats. Um, but I just love a good logo, like so underrated. I was entering another order for uh battleground country club and their logo is just a, a big old school cannon. And I think that hits too. Like, I think logos in golf are just so underrated and especially even our pins and aces logo. Um, so many places see the logo and they're like, holy shit, that logo's fire. So I just feel like logos are a little bit of a um, afterthought for a lot of places, but I, I really do think they come into play uh, when you're like looking at a golf course, when you, you even if you're making a, a tea time and you're kind of scrolling through public golf courses, if you find one with a cool logo, you're going to probably be more inclined to go play there. Would you not agree? Yeah, no, you're definitely more inclined to go play there. And those courses have a, yeah, have a huge leg up on the merch. When you have a sick logo, people just want to rock the logo. And yeah. I'm looking this course up now, it looks like it's, uh, so it's known as the Rose, which is cool, but it's also the first municipal golf course in over a decade a new municipal golf course in over a decade in new jersey so it's been a while since there's been some new blood you got some new blood out there and yeah you, you're you're in you're on the ground floor of that shit you're in there before they even open i know dude i i sent the guy an email like two days ago super cool he's from uh the suburbs of chicago we just had like a 25 minute phone conversation today and he loves the product he loves I, and i was honestly thinking i was like i am gonna buy one of those hats with their logo on it like a pins and aces hat with that rose on the front of it it's gonna look so sick um but anywho enough about me spencer how is your christmas coming along your christmas shopping you're texting me about the sizes of shit that i wear which is the numbers multiplying as the days go on i'm just growing i'm like that fucking uh, what was that in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Like that blueberry, that chick that just blows up. Yeah, your your shit's fluctuating, and it fluctuates <laughs> by by uh, season a little bit. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I've been in multiple like I was wearing mediums for a long time, and then I was wearing larges. 
now those were dark days for you though because you got to the point where you shouldn't have been in mediums but you were anyway but (laughs) oh fucking bullshit let's get on the youtube and pull up a picture of me from the fucking gym i got a million of them just kidding we're not yeah. doing that on youtube yeah from five you years ago for that shit back you gonna start an only fans or what link in bio for that shit 100 yeah. on your twitter give us some freebies <laughs> uh, but My- are you have you decorated your house like what's the story there because you've been sending me pictures and for those of you who don't know this is the first year that spencer's had a house um and he doesn't he's he's not great at like keeping up with just like the you don't own the house you're renting it but you have to keep up uh the like just oh yes the rain dance logo from ben love the rain dance logo yeah, i've got that's one I, of the best ones the i fact bought that a hat from rain dance specifically for that reason they they could have done a just like a standard umbrella but they do the umbrella mid golf swing like it's just per- perfection absolute perfection but go on talk more shit about how i don't know how to be an adult (laughs) yeah i mean you just don't really like decorate the house i mean kylie it sounds like has kind of pushed you in that direction which is good uh but did you finally it looked like you got the house decorated how did that go yeah so i full-on decorated the house and cleaned my gutters simultaneously so I got up on the, the ladder. I had to borrow a ladder from the neighbors. So that was semi-unfortunate. But Did um, you finish raking your front yard first no, off? No, I still have a moat of uh, <laughs> leaves that you raked into a pile, which was very nice of you. Um, but no. For I those of you who don't know me, like I, I'm such a fucking weirdo. Like I love doing yard work and like listening to a podcast or whatever. So I voluntarily raked spencer's front yard for him when there was i i filled up five bags of the extra large trash bags and those are still, also still just sitting by the trash can of course they are from what fucking a month ago um but yeah i did that kind of for my own personal enjoyment since i don't own a house anymore i was like ooh, i gotta i gotta scratch this itch of mine here uh but <laughs> spencer still has not been able to uh follow through on that job example one of why spencer just doesn't really give a shit about his home well it's not really my home but i for the record i was the first in the little cul-de-sac slash street to actually fucking decorate and i'm still one of the only ones so i've decided on a theme for my my houses moving forward i'm always going to have like ace hardware i love going to ace hardware i got one right around the block i can walk there they always have little blow-ups, little festive holiday blow-ups. And so I went and bought a Santa. Well, let's run it back. How many times have you actually ever walked to Ace Hardware? Uh, three. Really? I, yeah. I figured you had never had walked there before. So no, anywho. well, I, I walked to the coffee shop next to it and then strutted into Ace Hardware and then carried the stuff home. So okay. three. Okay. We'll go okay. Fair enough. Go on. But they have little inflatable Santa Claus, and they have a bunch of little inflatable things. And so I chose the Santa Claus. And honestly, it was unfortunate because it was the display. I had to buy the display. So then they had to fucking get on the radio and call them up. And I'm sitting there and the, looking like an asshole. There's a line building on the at the cash register. I'm like, oh, I hate this so much. 
Uh, but got the Santa Claus. So I'm going to do like a four to five foot inflatable in front of my uh, house. And then I went with the old, you know, I play the hits when it comes to Christmas lights. I'm actually going to go out to mom's on Saturday and put more Christmas lights up for her. But icicle lights across all the gutters. And then I did the big, bright bulbs, uh, colored bulbs around the garage door, the front door, and the front window. So it's pretty symmetrical. Um, and I got a timer, bought a timer, and I got them on a timer. So they shut off right about dark, and they turn on, or turn on right about dark, excuse me. Oh, I was like, what's your fucking problem, dude? <laughs> and, and then they shut off in the morning when we wait, about 7 when the sun comes up. So got it on a timer. I'm dialed. There was, I did have one strand of lights that was like a quarter out. So I fucking got up on a ladder the other night in the dark, replaced or, you know, pulled every light bulb out in the, the broken strand and they were fucking done. They, I pulled every single one out, wasted 20 minutes of my time. I just ended up spiking that fucking, that, uh, whole light strand in the trash. And I had an extra one cause I bought an extra one. Um, and so I just replaced it with the extra one. Now we're. We're back to being kosher. They're all working. They're on a timer. Uh, it's fucking. It's perfect. So I I've decorated the decorated the inside. Tree's been up for a while. Pre lit tree is the way to go. I figured for uh, it's just not you can't beat it. And we put the ornaments up on it. Hung a few garlands around. Got some uh, gnomes around. Kylie's a big gnome person. And uh, and then we've got a few fucking little, you know, live laugh love christmas edition hung up on different walls so and a wreath on the mirror so we're fucking set very nice well, like best the, of the like shit the, in here like the be merry and like all that corny shit yeah, yeah i think that. it says like christmas trees like five cents or something like that one of, i forget what the other one is but it it's yeah it's your standard but i will give her credit at, at least it's like a christmas thing like, if you walk into somebody's house and there's just fucking sayings everywhere, I'm out. But yeah, that's, that. that's like peak like 2003 house vibes, which I was also going to say icicle lights are our peak like early 2000s, late 90s nostalgia. If you're a kid, like that's what we had growing up was icicle lights. So you see the icicles they hit. I don't know if they're still in style, but I would put up icicle lights. I don't blame you there. Um yeah, I would say when you have a strain of Christmas lights and half of them go out, that is like top five worst holiday things to deal with because you just want to throw out the entire strand, but you feel like it's worth kind of like holding on to. And you're like, what if it's, what if I just replace this one bulb and it's completely fixed? So it's, it's like you're holding on to something that's not there and it's just so fucking frustrating. You just want to like, being a rich person and having all the money in the world and just spending whatever money you want on Christmas lights, I feel like is peak living that that would be my ideal. I want to be rich enough when I'm older to just have whatever Christmas lights, whatever Christmas decorations I want go all out and not give a single fuck about it. What uh, do you have a deck there? Do you have a porch where you live? Are you going to like wrap, wrap the porch in some colorful lights or are you out on that? No, we do have a porch. I, I was I actually considered doing that, um, but we really can't see it from inside. It's uh, you can, but only from like the kitchen area. You can't see it from the living room or anywhere else. Um, but I might do that. I did get like a Christmas doormat 
Um, but I feel like it, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I don't know who celebrates Christmas in the building, if they have an issue with it or not. But I was like, fuck it. I'm getting a Santa Christmas mat. I don't care if you don't like it. Um, but then I was also going to get a wreath and hang it out on the door. Uh, but I didn't know if that was like against the, the building policy or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm acclimating to this apartment lifestyle and it's a little bit different. We have like a three foot Christmas tree, uh, which is way too small for my standards. So, uh, it might work for this year, but we'll see going forward. I might have to go just buy a full sizer cause I can't do that shit. Yeah. Three footer. I wonder like kind of fits you and missy's vibe though it's like i height for you too so that makes sense wow that's a fucking underhanded shot there chief i don't appreciate that it's <laughs> I, i'm i'm at least a good foot taller than it she's kind of like her forehead eclipses the top she of the still tree. needs your help to get the fucking star up up top yeah we we had to get the stool out for her to put the star on top so that's okay uh <laughs> She didn't fall off or anything, but no, it literally took us like 15 minutes to decorate the tree. Um, and she's the kind of person that she goes, why don't you like do the, the fucking ornaments? And so I do the ornaments and then she just comes through and like just nitpicks everyone and just oh, move them. God. And That's I'm like, why don't you just do the ornaments? Why, why don't you do them? And she's like, yeah. no, I want you to do them. I'm like, well, why are you just changing? Like, She's very good at telling me what to do. And I guess this is just being in a relationship. Like I just do what she tells me to do. And that's her position is telling me what to do. And my position is doing those things. So yeah. I guess welcome to being in a committed relationship. It's you just do what you're told and you'll fucking make it out on the other side alive. You know what you, you know, what's fun to do in those circumstances is when somebody is constantly telling you what to do. You just fuck up the way it's done, like big time, and then you finally don't get asked to do it anymore. That's a good idea. I you either I know like that put put all the ornaments around the bottom of the fucking tree, just like a little fucking train around the whole thing, and then just be like, "What? Well, I think it's great." That so that would ask be, you to do ornaments yeah. again. You're very smart, very astute observation on your part, there, sir. Um, I will definitely do that going forward because doing shit and then just having it redone there's like nothing more frustrating uh when you put your effort into something and somebody just comes right by and like oh this is all wrong and you're like i'll go fuck myself so uh but yeah that's uh that's pretty much my life uh currently i'm really looking forward to our away game the lions uh broncos should be a fucking barn burner um also, I do have to mention our Iowa Hawkeyes will be participating in the Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis this Saturday. Um, I'm going to be. Oh, You know, did you see their first half over under? No. 0.5. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Their first half over under is half a point. They are setting the new standard for unders last week they've i think they've got the new low for unders like four straight weeks on the like opening total and they've hit the under every single time oh my god that is insane dude last well, i know week it was 24 and a half and it was 13 10 
So the, just reinvent, reinvent, don't reinvent the wheel. Fucking Kirk, yeah. Captain Kirk does what he wants to do and he fucking wins football games. Don't chirp fucking, us unless your football game, your fucking college football teams also won 10 games and is in a championship game. That's very it, few. Exactly. And honestly, like the most impressive number I think anybody in college football has put up this year is uh, Iowa averaged under 250 yards of offense per game. And the most games a team has ever won while averaging less than 250 yards of offense per game is four. And Iowa won 10 games this season, averaging less than 250 offensive yards per game. So I think we, uh, like Spencer said, we Iowa's just reinvented football. Um, a great defense is better than a good offense. And Spencer actually made us some custom shirts. They say, uh, what do they say? Punting is greater than offense. Punts over points. Punts over points. I Very made clever. that in the sauna. <laughs> I went to Vistaprint, no free ads, and made that in the sauna. I even got the, I, I'm like really good at like Photoshop now. I wasn't on a computer, but I like got the hex color for Iowa's gold and put that in there. So I'm Genius. like, I'm dialed. So we're You're having, so dialed. They won't be in until probably before the bowl game, but at least we, we don't have to wear them this week because it, it might be embarrassing to wear a punts over point shirt this week when we get shut out in the Big Ten championship game. 42 to zero uh no 42 to three is about where i'm where i'm guessing this game will be um but nonetheless we're in the big 10 championship game 10 and 2 season we will take that uh all day of the week and twice on saturdays in the fall one other thing i want to get to before we talk about golf is uh yesterday i went to the legend mario Vintanzi. so mario's dad was like i don't know what to call him i don't want to call him the wrong thing like chiropractor but physio guy is that a thing I, I don't know but his dad used to do that for the broncos now he does that for the broncos um and it was actually wild i was in the chair and melvin gordon just walked in um at, in the room because he forgot his wallet and i was like oh shit i should have stole that i'd have been fucking had a heyday with that bad boy um Fuck melvin gordon. <laughs> but i got adjusted if you will and it like if you notice, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I'm like trying to like lean to my right side. So my shit is fucked. Like I basically have horrible posture. I stand the wrong way. Like, but the stuff he does, the knowledge he like base knowledge he has for the human body and what works and like what creates other things. Like he basically laid me down flat on the table on my stomach and like put my like my legs so from my knees down up like up in the air so my feet were kind of like you know whatever and he was basically laying on the ground but on the table and he's like oh, okay you're because i told him my neck hurt but i didn't tell him where like i was just like my neck my shoulders like i was doing the fucking fisher which uh <laughs> you'll get that reference but for those of you out there we used to work with a guy at, at the valley of fun and he always had neck problems so you'd walk into the pro shop and he'd have to fucking move his whole body to look at you and so i was doing the fisher for like two weeks dude i was fucking i was like, all right i'm out i gotta gotta do something and so he he was like all right yeah your right foot's higher than your left foot so that means your left side is compensating and he like traveled his way up my back and was like that means there's an issue right here and fucking put his thumb right on my neck where like this huge knot was and i was like oh i was sold immediately and then he did like 
he had like this basically a fucking gun like a staple gun i couldn't see what it looked like but like a theragun no it, yeah like a theragun but it had like four fingers it had, i it as or it felt like it did because then he like shot that in the back of my neck a couple of times and then he flipped me over and fucking dude he was fucking <laughs> flipped you over and showed you all 50 of them <laughs> dude he was just like he like I was like mid story and he just like jumped on my, like this, like the side of my back, my whole right side of my spine just cracked all the way up all the left side, my neck. He like grabbed my head and fucking jerked it and fucking it. Like it was honestly, it was like an, a surreal experience. It just like, I, I came out of there feeling like I was like a 10 on the pain scale for my personal pain tolerance, which who knows how high that is. But I went down to immediately like a three or a four. And like that shit won't go away immediately. But now today, I automatically feel way better. I can move my neck around. I'm not like, I'm not fucking moving my whole body just to look to the side. So I want to give a shout out to Mario. He's awesome. Uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're in the Colorado, Denver area and need, need some adjustments, go to him. Because I, I was blown away by just like the the knowledge. And like he wasn't bullshitting me. You know, he was not like... He, he knew exactly where to go with everything, and it was it was incredible. So I want to give a shout-out to him. And I'm now adjusted, and I'm going to go back, I think, weekly, you know, bi-weekly for a while and continue to hopefully feel better because that was – there's nothing like feeling like shit. And, like, you know, I'm, like, trying to fucking pick my kid up, and I'm, like, a fucking robot, like, trying to lean my whole body over. I'm, like, trying to sit on the ground crisscross and then stand up from that because I can't bend my fucking neck. So – I'm happy. I'm uh, I'm adjusted now, and I'm ready to rock. You love to hear that. I mean, if he feels like he has the spine mastered, then he should see my fucking back because I was born with one of the most fucked up backs you could imagine. No, not really. I mean, my back is fucked up, but on the grand scale, I'm not like Quasimodo or anything. Uh, but I, I could definitely... It's almost like something that I'm scared of doing because it's just going to open a fucking can of worms that I don't want to deal with. Do you understand that? Like, if if I just ignore it in typical guy fashion, like, be a man, have back problems for the rest of your life and never do anything about it, uh, that's going to be me. So I, I would love to go see him. It just scares the fuck out of me. And uh, I I may have to do it. I'll, I'll use one of your sessions there, Spencer. We can... Maybe we can go in there together and make it a little a little menage. Um, he can he can adjust both of us at one time. Um, but yeah, I I perpetually got a fucked up back, so it might be a, might have to be something that I look into. Yeah, it's it was incredible. All right, should we get into some golf now? Should we talk about some golf? So let's talk some golf. Our guy is back, um, and it's so Tiger Woods. He's your guys. guy, not my guy. Okay, my guy, Tiger Woods. Um, I, and honestly, the thing that's cool is I'm glad he's coming back this week. You know, he's hosting Hero World Challenge, so he's already, even if he wasn't playing, he's already kind of a focal point because they're talking about him. Obviously, he took the huge L last week and and the whole TGL uh, fire fest scenario, fucking tent blowing over, um, moving in a whole year after there was all these announce announcements. Excuse me. And so now he's back on the golf course, um, and it's it's cool because it's a week where there's 20 players. So it's not, you know, this big PGA Tour event where inevitably somebody else wins it 
and he's still the only person talked about like it's his event there's 20 players so but i did uh right before this pod i was scrolling instagram for a little bit you know just getting my mind right for the pod like i do and uh no joke i opened i opened our big drive energy instagram the first five posts were some variation of tiger woods on the golf course and he always moves the needle but it's it's honestly crazy actually crazy our guy nick would say that's actually crazy how much fucking people just they he's a he's changed the world and i watched his documentary which i don't know if you've seen that on hbo max check that out dude i know you don't i'm not a big tiger guy but is that like, like hb is that like skinamax like after dark or is that no. just regular standard shit Oh, no, it's, well, it's Max. It's not HBO anymore. It's just called Max. But the app, they have the Tiger documentary. And I didn't watch the whole thing yet. I haven't gotten through the whole thing, but I started it. And the first episode, just going through, you know, his, it, it kind of is like a hit piece on his dad almost a little bit. Like, they make his dad look like a complete piece of shit for the first 30 minutes of the first episode. Uh, and just like that he's a psychopath and this and that. But he started hitting balls in the garage when Tiger was 10 months old put him in a chair and just had him watch him hit balls. So now I've got the formula. I know exactly what I need to do with Sawyer where I can just be, you know, Tiger, Tiger's dad said not, he was, not only was he going to change the game of golf, he said multiple times he was going to change the world. And the crazy thing is he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, Tiger has obviously changed the world and, and the game of golf forever, but how many dads do you think have said that for one dude who has succeeded in the game of golf. So there's definitely levels of crazy to, to fatherhood. I did hear that a lot of that was a hit piece on Tiger's dad and it wasn't like a very good look. Um, basically blaming his dad for a lot of Tiger's issues, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Like, yeah, basically like saying what they interviewed his like first girlfriend ever when she was like six, they were dating when she was 16 or so and she basically said that tiger was very fun and outgoing there was some old like vhs tapes of when they were in high school of him dancing in their living room and hanging out with her family and they said that in school and around his own family he was very reserved like almost like scared of his dad is what they made it seem like and then when he was out around not around his dad doing whatever he was more more fun more outgoing so it was not a, not necessarily like i said a hit piece but they make his dad seem like a complete lunatic and i i don't i only discredit that when it doesn't work you know it's like when somebody talks shit and, and they're a professional athlete if you win the game i don't care people hated johnny manzel and like baker mayfield well they won and when they win games, like, talk that shit. But if it doesn't work, you look like a, a Captain Insano. So it did, and he changed the game of golf and has created, basically paved the way for golf to be as big as it is nowadays. Video games, uh, his, his like, grasp on the game and, and culture and being, and they also really leaned into Sports Illustrated and Nike kind of went after him when he was 16, 17, just because he was black and like they wanted to 
create that diversity and, and show that part of it. But then they almost made it look bad on those different companies that were trying to sponsor him because they're like, oh, you're only doing this because, you know, X, you know, he's black, he's an African-American. And so that was an interesting part of it too. But then, you know, Nike's never benefited more from a sing, uh, I guess maybe LeBron James, but a singular athlete, like they have the two biggest athletes in the history of the planet and has probably carried their brand to what it is today. Well, yeah, I mean, wasn't Jordan with Nike before Jordan had his own brand? So you got to think that between Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, they've produced like literally billions of dollars for Nike's bottom line, which is just insane. And and like you said, not to get into it too much, because we want to talk about the Hero World Challenge, of course, but like you said, with parenting, it's only crazy if it doesn't work. And obviously he's produced the, the biggest name in, in golf history. So uh, it's kind of hard to discredit whatever he did because it worked not to say some of it wasn't wrong or this or that, but I'm not going to judge the dude if he produces the best golfer in the history of the world. So, you know, a lot of parents, they can drive their kids to a sport or away from it. And Tiger bought in and I mean, it's taken him, to the literal moon so he hasn't gone to the moon but he has taken it as far as he could take it so can't really knock the the dad for taking him in that direction when he has succeeded far beyond any expectations that were you know laid out in front of him as a child so yeah it's it's insane to just watch him as a two and three year old being on late night shows and they knew and it's like at, at they already knew on on Twitter type of scenario. All right, let's talk a little bit about the Hero World Challenge. So it's in uh, Albany, Bahamas. Obviously, kicks off if you're listening to this pod. We are recording this on Wednesday, so it kicks off tomorrow as of right now. Uh, field of 20 players. We've got Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, Max Homa with Jason Day, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sepp Straka, Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark, Ricky Fowler, uh, Will Zalatoris making his return to golf, which is exciting. Almost, I saw exciting. that. Like the that's the number one story this week. If Tiger's not playing, uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Cameron Young, Justin Rose, Lucas Glover, talk about a fucking needle in a haystack there. Um, <laughs> and then Keegan Bradley, Colin Morikawa, and of course Tiger Woods. So smaller field, but. Also, world golf ranking points. What do we think about that? Yeah, I th there's definitely um, some shit going on behind the scenes there that I don't necessarily think I would agree with where somehow this is getting world ranking points. Um, and realistically, only like top 20 of the top players in the world are in there. 20 of probably the top 50, I don't think. Uh, maybe Justin Rose is outside the top 50 in the world now. Um but ultimately they are already very good players with plenty of world ranking points. The it's just so tough because world ranking points are so arbitrary. You're giving DP world ranking points, uh, probably, you know, half of the recognition or they're giving half of the DP world ranking points that they're giving to this 20 player, no cut field. Um, which by the way, you get a hundred grand for just showing up to, so that invites just an auto hundred hundred grand check 
which to those guys really doesn't mean much, but you know, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the fact that it gets world ranking points. I mean, it should just be some sort of exhibition. uh, And I wonder, you know, like is tiger, obviously tigers putting this on. So I wonder what he's getting um, for, you know, quote unquote, putting it on. But a few of the guys, I know Justin Rose lives in Albany, in the Bahamas. I think it's like his home course. So it'll be like fun to watch, but ultimately I don't think you can count this as a tour win on somebody's resume. Uh, you know, so in a 20 player field, it's so limited. Uh, and it's just funny because they are playing four rounds, but you're giving world ranking points and money to an event that has 20 players. Uh, that's not even quote unquote on the PGA tour schedule, but you don't want to give world ranking points to the live tour because they only played three rounds. Um, I just think it's, it's kind of a lame precedent to set and tiger. It really just goes to show you tiger can pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. Like if he wanted to put on a tournament with four players and make the purse $5 million, he could probably pull it off and the PJ tour would back him. Um, and Tiger has earned that that respect to pretty much have carte blanche on whatever he wants to do and have the PGA Tour's backing. But that doesn't mean it's like, I, I don't know, it, it, there's definitely some some inner workings behind the scenes where Tiger Tiger's pulling the right strings. He obviously knows everybody, knows uh, anybody that he wants to know, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to know him, so he had no problem getting this all done and getting world ranking points for this tournament, but I just don't necessarily know if I agree with it. Oh, a ton of percent. So I'm on the bet three, six, five app right now. Um, I want to get your thoughts on who you think is the favorite for this tournament at plus three seventy-five. Oh shit. I already forgot who's in the field. If I'm being honest, um, Read me the top five again. Read me the the first five. Uh, the first, just the first five random ones that I had here. This is great podcasting. Um, oh, it's phenomenal. Sam Burns, Keegan Bradley, Wyndham Clark, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Matt Fitzpatrick, Ricky Fowler, Lucas Glover, Brian Harmon, Homa, Hovland, Morikawa, Rose, Scheffler, Spieth, Straco, Thomas Woods, Young, Zalatoris. I bet it's Max Homa. He is fourth at plus eight hundred to win it. But um, you can get that boosted at bet three six five to plus nine hundred, so you oh, get an okay. extra extra hundred on your on your dollar there, a hundred on your unit. But um, he is fourth. Shit, man! I don't. You All right, I'll tell give you me. this: Morikawa is third at plus seven fifty. Scotty Scheffler is second at plus four seventy five. Oh, I forgot Scotty Scheffler. Jesus, that's a big but whiff he's on second, my part. So. Um, who I don't know, best, man. Who is the best player in the Ryder Cup? That's the last hint. Brian Harmon, the best player in the Ryder Cup for either uh, team. Oh, Come for on. either. Team. <laughs> How am I? I can't even remember. Victor Hovland. Oh, Victor Hovland. My Victor God. Hovland at plus three seventy five on the Bet three six five sportsbook app. Bet three six five never ordinary. You can sign up with the code ALLCITY, and you get two options when you sign up. Um, you've got the option of 
a first bet safety net of $1,000. Or if you're on the little smaller side, don't want to maybe take a chance at winning a free G, bet $5 and get $150 when you sign up with the code ALLCITY. You can get better price on chosen markets for select games with Bet365 boosts or super boosts, like we just talked about with Max Homa being boosted to plus 900. They also have NFL Sunday get $10 in bonus bets when you bet $20 or more on same game parlays for any of Sunday's NFL games. You get $10 to use on any event of your choice, even Monday Night Football. So download the Bet365 app and use code ALLCITY in all caps when you sign up. Must be 21 plus and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. also want to tell you guys about our great friends over at Burrito Express. Arizona is the hotbed to go this time of the year. If you live in a cold weather state, head on over to Arizona, head down to Tempe or any of their other six locations and check out Burrito Express for the best breakfast burritos in the entire planet. My favorite. They always put potatoes in it. I'm a no cheese guy, as you guys know. So I get the steak potatoes, eggs, perfect breakfast burrito. You can get it smothered, green chili, red chili, all that kind of stuff over at Burrito Express. So check them out. They're a great local company down there in Arizona and support local businesses and local athletes. Also want to tell you guys about our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. They have the best bourbon in the entire planet. I finished off an entire bottle on Sunday uh, we were just sitting there, or Saturday, excuse me, we were just sitting there, and Kylie just starts wanting to take shots, and we're just sitting there fucking taking shots of Breck bourbon whiskey. Um, if you're not a big shot person, um, definitely mix it with, uh, you know, we we have a lot of Diet Dr. Pepper right now, Diet Coke, Coke Zero. Um, we're a bunch of, bunch of mixers for the Breck bourbon, and uh, I think you'll get a kick out of this, so... Right now, I'm, I hate my dogs. Uh, ever since I had a kid, I hate my dogs. And when I took a shot of Breck bourbon, I said, this tastes like I'm going to hate the dogs later. <laughs> <laughs> because no matter what, I don't know what it is, but bourbon and whiskey just, like, if I drink it on a weekend when, or a game, during a game when my team's playing, I'm usually just in the weeds in my emotions, either one way or the other. I'm really happy or one slight like false start by my football team and i'm fucking ready to punch the tv i don't know well, why i get that way but it just happens when i drink when i drink breck bourbon or any bourbon it's just just i'm not emotionally stable clearly well i was gonna say any other bourbon i understand but i i've only ever been happy when i drink breck bourbon because it just tastes so freaking good uh along with their rum their vodka everything they make is so good uh as high quality as you can get. Like I, I love getting the bottles that uh, are made custom for certain liquor stores. I just like collecting those, the labels fire, everything about it. Um, it is my go-to whiskey. If I'm buying somebody a bottle of bourbon for Christmas, it's always going to be Breckenridge distillery uh, it is for myself, for any of my friends. Uh, if you want the best whiskey, it's always Breck distillery. That's for sure. Yeah, the rum cask finish, uh, so good. One of my favorites. Uh, I'm going to actually stop by the liquor store on my way home because today's a drinking day for daddy. 
I've taken the last two days off, so I'm fucking saucing it tonight. By myself, well, me and one half of a person, we're going to sauce it on the couch and watch sports all night. My favorite type of night. But Breck Distillery products are not just available in Colorado. They're available in all 50 states. So shop your local retailer or visit www.breckenridgedistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. All right. New drivers are coming out. We're already to that point. 2024 is on its way. Um, it's coming in like a fucking freight train, and we can't stop it. Only about a month month left of the year, which is, it seems like every year this happens. And, you know, factually, the older you get, the shorter years are relative to the life you've lived. So it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. So my four-month-old kid, a year is fucking, it's unfathomable. But for us, it's like, ah, it's just another one. And I'm going into the last couple of weeks of my 20s. It's kind of a disaster. But 2024, as we know, every year they release new drivers. And I believe, what was it? The So it's P- Ping. P- the, and these are the ones that are like they've been leaked, basically, correct? Yeah. They're in like the trial stage right now. So there's some guys on tour. Like I know Cameron Champ. Uh, was spotted with the new ping driver. Eric Cole was spotted with the new PXG driver. Um, so you and Eric Cole, by affiliation of PXG, are now boys. Uh, so you need to start wearing joggers and those old school foot joys that look like dog shit. I will say though, you you do have the calves to pull those off. Like you have the calves to pull off joggers and like funky shoes. Um, so I got to give you credit there, but. Uh, there was actually a comment from Cameron Champ that said this new ping driver. Cause I will say I've never been a real fan of ping, but factually speaking, testing wise, it is always tested as one of like the top drivers in the game of golf. Uh, they just make very, very good drivers year in and year out. But Cameron Champ said it is the softest driver he's ever hit. Uh, and I don't really know if that's a compliment, if that's like a good thing. Because sometimes you want to feel like things are soft, uh, but then other times you want to feel like things are hard. And you can, yeah, that'll that'll do well. Uh, some, <laughs> I don't think your driver is one thing you want to feel like is soft. You know what I mean? Well, I'm um, just curious as to, like, now I feel like I got to hit this thing. I feel like I got to hit it, and, I mean, I'm happy with my PXG driver, but, like, I, calling a driver soft is... It's it's a bizarre yeah. concept. Well, and and he said it in such a like complimentary manner. Like, I don't know if he means like the driver face sucks in and just like springboards the ball off the face, which knowing Cameron Champ, he hits it like 350 off the tee every time. Every time I sound like such a fucking amateur. Uh he hits it basically 350 off the tee, bombs the shit out of it. So I don't really know if that pertains to your average golfer, but I know he said that uh the ping driver, this new one, for some reason, it's softer than any club he's ever hit, which I guess is a compliment. But yeah, it definitely is thought provoking. Like, what does he mean? It feels soft. Because I think when you think of like something coming off soft in golf, you think of a putter head. Everybody always talks about how a putter face reacts. Like, is the ball coming off softly? Is it coming off, you know, a little bit more? Is it jumping off the face? Um but I've never heard a driver described that way. So, and I also saw that, that uh, Eric Cole said the new PXG driver gave him like 
uh, about three miles an hour of uh, ball speed and did not uh, lose any accuracy on that. So, I mean, makes sense. Now Spencer's got to go get a new PXG driver to get those three MPH of ball speed, and he probably won't lose any accuracy because you can't lose what you never had. <laughs> uh, wow. That was too good for me to get pissed off, but... Yeah, so the the Ping G430 Max 10K is the name. That's a dope name. At least they got a they got a good name. I feel like at some point we're going to run out of names for everything in this world, songs, cars, drivers, like they're just kind of playing the hits with the G430. Uh but here's his exact quote from Cam Champ. I've been pounding balls with it. <laughs> Champtoldgolf.com. I was I was excited about it and wanted to keep hitting it to be sure. The feel is different than any other driver I've hit. To me, it feels very soft coming off the face. You can really feel it. I'd go so far as to say it's the softest driver I've ever hit. Has a different sound, too. And he said something all players, especially with inconsistent contact and or elite speed, might benefit is the spin rate across the entire face. Uh, they don't jump. So if you miss one on the toe or you miss one on the heel... He said all the spin rates were still around 2,800 RPMs for him, um, which he usually lives. He said he's in the 2,500 to 2,800 range. And so even if he was missing the center of the face, uh, it wasn't getting crazy spin uh, and overspinning, which for your average player is a huge deal because it's a, a lot less off-center hits. Uh, the other driver we'll touch on. So, of course, the PXG is called... Wait. Can I comment on that that ping quote? Which hundred percent. Th there's a reason why that the spin increases when you hit it off the the bottom of the face or the heel or the toe, and it usually does not benefit amateurs to decrease spin because most people can't keep the ball up in the air long enough anyways. So that sounds like more of a tour thing, but I think that's just somewhat of a separation between the way tour players think and the way your amateur your general amateur should think because like everyone just hears lower spin lower spin lower spin but there is a point when not a, there's too too low of spin like i don't think people really can wrap their heads around that but especially when you're towing it maybe when you're healing it a little less spin would help but when you tow it uh you still need to keep the ball up in the air because it generally takes spin off of it so I wouldn't necessarily want a driver that decreases that spin even further. Uh, but that's just like, that's just like rich people problems in the, in golf terms. Like he hits near the center of the face so often that he's not concerned. Like if he toes it, it's maybe a quarter of an inch and half an inch off center. So, but for your general amateur, I, I wouldn't necessarily categorize that as a good thing. No. Well, you have to, yeah, you have to take into account the player, which that's why it's so hard for, you know, these manufacturers want to make a, a club that's good for as many people as possible. Um, but a, a, I would say any probably single-digit handicap or better would would benefit from a little less spin on their driver. But then you get it, you know, and you get into the higher handicaps and, and your average amateur is probably a fucking 18 or 20 or 30. You know, who knows? So it's not always good, but I think the general purpose of the le less spin for a better player is is a positive thing. Uh, the new ping or the PXG driver is called the O311 Black Ops. That's fucking sick. Shout out PXG for the dope fucking name. The tailor made new driver is the QI10LS, and 
so Rory McIlroy and Tommy Fleetwood are using it. Um, I will say it's kind of funny when, you know, golfers are weird beings and uh, the, your average everyday player at your local muni or private club, whatever, always wants the latest and greatest. And if they can afford it, they get it. But I always find it funny when a tour professional has, you know, a contract where they're given everything that they could possibly get from a manufacturer and they have like a two or three year old driver. And you you can speak to that with your, you know, the tailor made uh, three wood you caved the face in on because you hit it so far in the center of the face every time. Shouts to you. But it some of those sh- some of them shits just hit that them Johns just hit and you can't fucking get away from it. Yeah. No, when you find a club that you love and it goes back to your like Adams hybrid, that's what, 10, 12 years old. Um, Once you find a club that you just fall in love with the feel of and the shaft is just right and everything about it just hits for you, it's really hard to get rid of that. And that would honestly be one of the, the tougher things as a tour player with obligations to play different clubs year in and year out, even though you have everybody working around the clock to adjust those clubs to your exact specifications, uh, you, you still have to like the feel and the look and all of that. And you don't come across clubs that you like that often. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I don't look at a bunch of drivers and be like, Oh, this looks good. This looks good. But everyone, you just kind of like what you like. Uh, that sounds fucking stupid, but you know, golfers, like you said, were weird. Um, and once you find something you like, you really don't want to get rid of it. So there's been multiple years where, uh, Tommy Fleetwood has played old drivers. Justin Rose has played old drivers. And even Rory last year, didn't he switch away from, or was it two years ago where he switched away from the Sim to, um, to like the previous year? Uh, so it's just kind of, you know, you find what you like and you stick with it. But the retail, the market, the really where golf companies make their money is in marketing. They're, they're selling it to people that need to have the latest and greatest that are selling them on these hopes and dreams that really they, they just can't fulfill. Uh, but it's like a divorced couple buying their, their kid Christmas gifts. Like, Oh, you know, well, here's this dream of us, you know, being one happy family, but instead here you can hit it 15 yards further. Uh, so I, I don't know if that's a good, um, example of what I'm talking about, but the, the golf companies kind of just sell you on this dream of, uh oh you're this is going to make you a better player so and one other real quick thing too i had to comment on almost every single driver i've seen that's come out almost looks the exact same it's an all black finish maybe a little bit of white trim here and there but i tweeted it on our big drive energy account a few weeks ago i was like so which one of these kids or which one of these uh brands was the kid that took all the notes for the test and who photo who got a photocopied a uh, little sheet of all these notes because all of them look the exact fucking same. And you it almost makes you wonder if these companies all get together and they're like, okay, well, we're just going to go black and white colorway this year. Like we're going to go all, cause you got to think they didn't individually come up with that, you know, and all land on just black. So I don't really know exactly how they do it, but it looked like everybody else just copied one. So I don't know who the first one was. Uh, and that just kind of, I, I do like the all black, but it just is the old saying, wait long enough and 
and something old school will be will be back in style that is like the old school black driver like that's what we were playing 15 years ago in high school so that it is now back in apparently i and and that's the other thing too i hate to go on a rant here but do golf companies just like tell you what's in you know what i mean they're like oh well black is in this year and you're like well who said it was in this year like what if i want a blue driver or a green driver you know they they kind of set their own um trends i guess you could say so it's it's kind of a uh, a monopoly type of situation where they you don't really give you a choice to like this is the new thing you're going to like it you're going to buy it we're going to drop a new thing next year tell you it's the new style and you're going to like it and buy it so i i really just don't golf i i have a bone to pick with golf manufacturers mostly it's just cuz people spend so much money on uh clubs with the idea that they're going to get better and ultimately if they took that dollar amount and spent it on lessons they would see the return tenfold in buying a new driver and it, it it's like a status symbol at you know at some point it is kind of a status thing uh but you you got to think that ultimately with the parameters that they've set the driver it, within these last 10 years with the rules they've made that maybe companies start going in the direction of titleists and like only release once every two years or whatever because how can you come up with something new every single year and market it but now that these companies are publicly traded like TaylorMade and callaway they got to put out new shit every year regardless if anybody needs it or not like there's a stock price that matters it's so much bigger things that are bigger than sports are definitely stock prices and you know lining billionaires pockets so i i don't really know where i'm going from here um Spencer, I'll give it back to you, but I just had to go on that little rant because that's just a general bone. Oh, you're checking your fucking watch. Like I'm I've been on this rant for five minutes now. Okay, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, uh, the ping driver, the G430 Max 10K looks a lot like the Rad Speed Cobra from a couple years ago. It's like the same color waves, like the white and green, like it's mostly black, like you said, all of these are. Um, but it does have a lot of the white and green and looks very similar to uh, the Cobra Rad Speed. And then the... Maybe these manufacturers are just recycling each other's drivers and putting their brand on it and making it a different color. It's a real possibility. You never know what they're doing behind the scenes, what what big golf brands are doing behind the scenes. <laughs> big pharma, big golf. They, <laughs> well, I will say, though, like speaking to your Seriously. point is they tell you what's in because there's like a group of six to eight creators of companies that everybody buys their stuff from. It's not yeah, like any, any, monopoly. Yeah. It's not like anything else in the world where if everybody wants to do the same thing, you're, you know, people are brand loyal. Some people take the time to hit all of them. Um, but for the most part, it's a matter of like, we want to all create this and, you know, change the way the bottom looks or add these weights. And the co uh, the last one that got, pictured and and leaked if you will is the dark uh cobra is, is called the dark speed which i'll give an a plus to all these companies on the new names all well done names you know there's been some lame ones out there in the past but when you have like a sweet name rocket balls, ro rocket balls is pretty crazy that's actually crazy um but no that was a that was a banger of a, a like dark speed fuck yeah 
and black ops now I, I just have to get a new pxg driver i'll hit up my boy um over at the pxg store here in denver and maybe maybe go hit it and see if i can gain those those three yards <laughs> just have to um let's real uh, quick get to the players that will be making their way to the pga tour uh this this past or this coming year i should say um and so it's 10 10 guys this is from instagram.com i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it um but oh fucking all right that's where spencer gets all his thirst traps from yeah exactly that's why i've got a burner instagram account as well greg Uh, gomez just said dark speed is better than white speed not wrong it's definitely (laughs) thicker um so the Race to Dubai PGA Tour eligibility rankings. Top 10 players uh, that will be making their way onto the PGA Tour this year. Uh, number one, Adrian Moronk. We've talked about him quite a bit on this pod. Um, a guy that snubbed from the Ryder Cup, the European Ryder Cup team. But uh, you said he, he, he was excited about the Chipotle. That's what he was excited about coming to America. Yeah, he. there was a video clip. He's like, yeah, I'm really honestly the most excited about the Chipotle um uh, just excited to eat it and i know the pj tour does have like a chipotle tent at quite a few of the events maybe they're going to take that away now that they've upped their their uh amenities budget their hospitality budget um so hopefully adrian gets to have his chipotle i did uh make a few notes because i just looked up adrian moronk he is 30 years old which i thought he was a lot younger um he's been on the dp world tour for a hot minute he's 48th in the world and he's six foot six. So that's pretty fucking wild. He's from Poland. I think he's one of the first, I think he was the first ever Polish uh, DP World Tour winner. So that's pretty cool. Um, he is kind of a fucking goofy looking dude, but he he's known as one of the longer hitters. I did look up the stats of the DP World Tour and he was like in the top 30. He's not super long. Um, but overall, he's definitely going to be like a force to be reckoned with in some of the lower events. And I tried to look up what they basically get their PGA Tour card. So I don't know exactly what status that falls under, but uh, they will be exempt into the non like elevated events or whatever the fuck they're calling them this year. Um, so we'll, hopefully we'll get a chance to see these guys, but uh, finish out your list. And then I got a few other guys to to look out for. All right, so next up we've got Ryan Fox, Victor Perez, not not going to butcher this one at all, Torbjorn Olsen, <laughs> Alexander Bjork, Sammy Valimaki, dope name, uh, Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre, uh, Matthew Pavin, Jorge Campillo, and oh Rio Hisatsuni. Hisatsuni. <laughs> Oh, I I thought that was going to go about as well as it did. I need um, a pronunciation guide. Well, Torbjorn Olsen is he he's been on the PJ Tour before. He's won on the DP World Tour. He had that infamous incident where he blacked out on a plane and whipped out his hog in the middle of the aisle and started peeing on somebody. Uh so he got sussied for that. So he's he's kind of a fucking wild card. You never really know what you're going to get with that dude, but he's good come, for him come full circle. Well, he's pissed full circle for sure. He, <laughs> it's like when you're he, pissing in the snow and you just go full all the way around the world. Yeah, exactly. He wrote his name in the aisle 
of the fucking plane with his piss. So uh, pretty amazing accomplishment. I don't know how many other people can say that. Uh, and also the fact that he's not like in prison for that, I think is pretty wild. That that just goes to show you the kind of pull he's got over there. Um, but a couple of guys I will definitely look out for. Uh, first of all, to actually win one guys, because I just like the dude. Uh, but Ryan Fox is a legit player. He's ranked um, 28th in the world right now. So it's kind of crazy. There's probably so many people that have never heard of this dude, and he's top 30 in the world. Uh, but he legit hits it about as long as anybody on the PGA Tour. If you get the chance to watch him, his grip is probably the strongest grip I've ever seen in my life. Like, if you know what strength of a strong grip looks like, we're talking about golf here. Um, his left hand is like cranked all the way over. Like you can almost see every single knuckle on his top hand. And he just swings as fucking hard as he can and, and kind of holds off the follow through. Uh, one thing that I thought was kind of crazy about him though, is he's from New Zealand and he gives off like really big, like European vibes, like very English vibes. He looks very English, but he's actually son of a all time, uh rugby player for the new zealand all blacks which rugby is just something that in america really is not a big deal but everywhere else it is so i guess his dad his dad's name is um let's see here grant fox uh i don't know if he's still with us or not but famous rugby player and i assume he's pretty world famous because rugby i know that all i know i know like two things about rugby I know that the New Zealand All Blacks are like one of the best teams in the world. And I don't know why I know that. Um, and I also know that Ireland is like good at rugby. So those are the two things I know about rugby. Do you have anything else to add on rugby? No, I know that they there's they can play sevens or they can play more than sevens. <laughs> what if we started a football league in America with just seven people? No, take no, away the linemen. No big guys, just seven on seven, like a fucking high school or like a summer practice. Basically what the NFL is now because you can't touch the quarterback. Um, but anywho, Ryan Fox is going to actually probably win on the PJ Tour at some point, I bet. And it's crazy because he's 36 and this is his first year uh, getting full eligibility on the PJ Tour. So, And then the other dude who I don't know if he's going to win or not, but he's just legit and you mentioned his name sammy valamaki uh he's a finnish guy so you know he's kind of probably like a hockey bro like i i think hockey's really over there right now i'd always um, much rather be a finnish guy than a start guy <laughs> i'm a big finisher uh yeah that's a good one um anywho he is he's a bit of a thick boy like there's actually a few i looked at his instagram there's a few pictures of him where like his stomach kind of like just peeking out of his shirt which okay. i've suffered at multiple times so i can fully relate and he has and he has great lettuce like his he's got a great flow going he's only 25 years old and he's won twice on the dp world tour um so you know who knows what he's gonna do on the pga tour if he's gonna win or not but it'll just be fun to see his name on the leaderboard because i i know i saw it a lot uh, these last few years watching the DP World Tour. So a few guys to look out for there. Um, Matthew Pavon is another guy that I, I know has, I think he's French, I want to say. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but. Well, uh, his name is, okay, give me this French spelling for Matthew. 
M A T H I E W. Oh, you're close. M A T T H I E U. Oh, oh no, I didn't mean W. I, I didn't mean W at the end. I meant you. Uh, yeah. Okay, that checks out. Matthew. That's um, like that that Generation Z couple that wants to fuck around and ruin their kid's life by naming him Matthew, but calling but fucking spelling it that way. Yeah, giving, giving him hell for eighteen years until he changes it to his middle name. How many uh, how many announcers on the first tier are gonna fuck up that name? Um, it, and it truly is amazing how many announcers at so many points fuck up these dudes' names. Like they don't say them every single week on tour. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my guys to look out for. I think it's a cool program that the the DP World Tour has done, where you can earn a PJ Tour card. Um, but ultimately, it also kind of sucks because they're taking talent away from the DP World Tour and almost kind of making it a feeder into the PJ Tour, uh, which is obviously going to decrease the amount of talent in the DP World Tour fields, uh, which is unfortunate, I think, in general. But at the same time, you don't want to like put a ceiling on these guys and be like, hey, you know, you can only play over here. You're one of our our best players. And I wouldn't be shocked to see the DP world tour kind of incentivize playing on the DP, you know, staying there and, and maybe even paying these dudes a little bit more money or some, you know, doing some sort of pit program, uh, which we can touch on quickly because the numbers just came out for this year's pit program. Correct. Yeah. Well, I will say my last thought on that is it'll be fun to see these top 10 guys and how they, perform week in and week out on the PGA tour. Cause then it kind of gives you an idea of how good the DP world tour is. You know, it's not like it, it, it feels like a feeder tour because of how this process works and them getting to go on to the PGA tour more, you know, and it could be about more money. There's more, probably more events in PGA tour that mean more to a goal. It's a hundred percent about money. Oh, okay. hundred percent about money. Just like, uh, <laughs> just like the live tour, but no, it'll be fun to see these guys compete and just know that while the DP World Tour never gets as much love, like these players are just as good. And I think the cool thing about the DP World Tour as well is no matter what, like their week-to-week events are obviously in America, nothing crazy, nothing that a ton of people tune into, but you still get the five or six events a year where the Rory's, the Roms for now, uh, guys like that show up and play in those. And I, I think that's cool because it still gives some love to the DP World Tour where as if if you're taking the top 10 guys, you know, in six years, five years, the top 50 players are all on the PGA Tour from the DP World Tour. It's like, ah, what, what really is there? You know, you got to keep finding talent and farming talent. And maybe maybe that means some of the the guys that missed the cut on the PGA Tour and missed the top 125 go over there and get to play tournaments over there and kind of rebolster that, you know, the back end of the roster, if you will, or... Maybe it it could be like a relegation situation where the, you know, 125 through 150 get a DP World Tour card. They can go down there and then earn their way back to the PGA Tour. I think that would be sick. Yeah. So like you spoke about, uh, the the player impact program rankings came out. Um, The payments are first place is 15, uh, three payments, generator ostrich, three payments. Um, oh. first place, Rory McIlroy, 15 million. And then it goes Tiger, Rom, Spieth, Scheffler, Fowler, Hovland, Thomas, Fleetwood, Homa sneaks into the top 10, even though he's the best social media presence in, on the PGA tour. 
Xander Shoffley, Jason Day, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Matt Fitzpatrick, Wyndham Clark, Cam Young, Justin Rose, Patrick Cantley, and rounding out the top 20 is uh, Brian Harmon making a crisp $2 million extra, probably a lot of that from one week of uh, being talked about as just a dominant performance in the Open Championship. I think the biggest snub here is Joel Damon because of how popular Full Swing was. Full Swing got people that don't like golf watching golf. And Joel Damon was basically the star of Full Swing, so I'm pretty shocked that he doesn't come up on this list. Yeah, it, it really almost makes it seem more of like a player, like how well you played this year list, because um, Brian Harmon won a major. Unless Tiger Woods. Exactly, outside of Tiger. But once again, like we talked about earlier, preferential treatment there. Um, but... Brian Harmon won a major. He gets in there. Wyndham Clark wins a major. He gets in there. Um, I honestly can't even remember who won the Masters this year. Is that sad? It was Rom. Uh, John Rom. Yes. God damn. Um, Rom was always going to be in there, but yeah, definitely leaving Joel Damon out kind of sucks. And it just goes to show you, like, no matter what, these these dudes can't use social media to make money. Like, they're going to have to go out and win tournaments on the PGA Tour to get talked about. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. Rory being the mouthpiece of the PGA tour paid off financially for him. Um, and maybe he's getting a little bit extra under the table from his boy, Jay Monahan, because he was, he was basically verbal meme. He was that guy standing there taking all the arrows. Um, and Jay Monahan's behind him sleeping in a bed. So Rory was basically, uh, taking all the shots this year, at the PGA tour fully representing them um, in the wake of the biggest clusterfuck in recent sports history. So I guess he deserves that 15 mil had a decent year, uh, but he needs to win some majors bottom line. I'm going to keep giving him shit until he wins some majors. Yeah. Which he may, may never happen again. I don't know. It's a possibility. It's a real possibility. All right, let's wrap up this week's episode. So first of all, this is episode one of two this week and all of December. We will be recording a second episode every Friday. It will come out, festive Fridays. Uh, we'll touch a little bit on some golf topics that we maybe missed or maybe some random topics that come up. Uh, and then we'll be doing a uh, fantasy draft every Friday uh, in the theme of the holidays. And this first one coming up this Friday will be holidays. Uh, I know I'm creative motherfucker. Uh, Mitchell already mentioned it earlier, but we'll be drafting our favorite holidays. And it's not just us two. Our lovely producer, Marissa, will be hopping in and we'll have three of us. We'll do a Mount Rushmore, if you will. Top four, each of us will pick um, and do a snake draft. So that'll be every Friday coming out starting this Friday, December 2nd. But before we get off, we want to do a, uh, we always want to do something before we get off. And that, this time, is going to be our Mulligan of the Week, second rendition of this segment. Mitch, you want to kick it off with your Mulligan of the Week? So this is something that we wish we could have back, basically something that happened to us in the last week or two uh, that we wish we could change and wish we could go back in time and and fix, if you will. Uh, yeah, so I was making dinner this week. I was making like uh, a little like seafood bake, so... Spencer will be right up your alley because I know how much you love um what is the the fucking spices that you you put on everything. God damn, why can't Old I Bay. remember? 
Old Bay seasoning, yes. So you take shrimp and uh, potatoes and some andouille sausage and some corn. You throw it all in tinfoil, cover it in Old Bay, um, and you basically wrap in tinfoil, throw butter in there, throw it in the oven. So I was making that, and it was almost done, but I wanted to crisp it up. So I I opened the tinfoil, and then I turned on the broiler, and I had never had like a convec or a, a traditional like gas oven. I've always had the convection oven. So the broiler in this oven here is an actual flame that comes out of the top of the oven. Fucking insane to me. I had never seen that before. So the tin foil was probably like three, four inches away from the flame, and the tin foil lit on fire. Like I've never, I, I didn't know tin foil could light on fire, but the tin foil lit on fire. Luckily, I was standing right there because it was the smoke started like billowing out of the oven. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I ripped it out of there. I was thinking on my feet, luckily, and I, I grabbed it and I ran outside, but it was like fully engulfed in flames. And Missy, not a minute earlier, was like, is something burning? Like she smelled it. I'm like, oh no, babe, it's fine. Like everything's Just good. Just the sausage. We're good. <laughs> yeah. It, that fucking shit's hot, dude. It fucked up my stomach. But anywho, uh, I had to run it outside and like pat it down. I was freaking out. I almost burnt the apartment down. So uh, I wish I could have my mulligan there. Uh, I would n definitely not get the tinfoil that close to the burner. And also just knowing that tinfoil can light on fire was something that I was unaware of. So I, I found that out in about 2006 when I put a fucking Crunchwrap Supreme in the microwave and that shit started on fire. And that was, ever since then, I realized that... Was this in mom's house? Oh, yeah. Fucking full flame. Old microwave, though. But it, uh, oh yeah, it started, started on fire, so I knew from that moment on tinfoil was a no-go. Also, living, you know, apartment living, you're in that mode now. I've never really been in that. I've been in that until now. Nothing worse than setting off the fire alarm in your apartment. That's fucking disaster because it's loud. It's it's very loud. It starts going everywhere. Everyone has to fucking figure out if it's real or not. Like it's never fun. Well, so actually the the fire alarms did go off in our apartment before that. That wasn't even what they didn't even go off at that point. Um because it wasn't smoke, it was just a full on flame. Like it was literally just on fire, so there was no smoke coming from that flame, but I did set the uh and I I would preface this with saying I am a good cook. Like I don't, I don't fuck around. Um, so I don't usually light things on fire. Like this is the first time I've ever lit. And that was the crazy part was the meal wasn't even lit on fire. Like the meal was completely fine. The food was great. It was the tinfoil uh, that lit on fire outside of it. So I just had to make sure I didn't get any little scraps of tinfoil. I wasn't eating any fucking just disease or not disease, uh, chemical, you know, bullshit and just scrape the food out of there is totally fine. But yeah, that, that was a, a, it scared the fuck out of me. I'm like, I don't know. It really makes you rethink everything. I'm like, do we have a fire extinguisher in here? Like in a, in a real, real life fire scenario, I'm fucking hosed. Like I'm jumping off the balcony and hopefully Missy makes it after me. Cause I'm, <laughs> yeah, cause I'm fucking getting out of here. Those fire alarms in apartments got me like a fucking Steelers fan waving a terrible towel around the fucking, <laughs> around the, uh, the sensor to make that shit go away. That scares the shit out of me. I do not like that. All yeah. right. My, 
Uh, my mulligan of the week, also food related. So uh, every week when I work the tailgates, I go about a half hour before the tailgate starts. I drive over to Snarf Sandwiches, Fire Sandwiches, by the way. They hook us up every tailgate. Um, and I pick up the sandwiches and bring them back to the tailgate spot so they're not like completely like old and gross because they have to sit outside and people grab them, whatever. So they always give me a like a Tupperware full of Giardinia. I don't know the right pronunciation of that, but Giardinera. Oh my Giard- God. Giardinera. Giardinera peppers. The funny thing is I wrote this down in my phone and I, spe- I just spelled it guardian peppers because I didn't even want to fucking try. <laughs> um, and so these guardian peppers, they come in a little Tupperware and I make I have to make a hard turn in front of a lot of fucking traffic to get back to the tailgate that I'm not even supposed to make this turn. It says no left, but I'm not driving all the way around federal and that fucking clusterfuck. So I take a hard left turn and these guardian peppers all over my fucking floor. And I knew it in the moment, but like I'm working, I'm busy, I'm trying to like get shit set up. So I fucking scrape some of them off, whatever. The ones that in the bowl, I just put them on the table. They were all clean, but I completely forget about it. And I'm so hammered after the game, not driving, not driving, Thank that God. I get in the back seat and I fucking crush them with my feet and don't even realize it. So then when I really realized that this was a fucking issue, the next day I get in my car and it, it smells so heavy of guardian peppers that I can't even drive. I'm driving to the gym at seven in the morning with my windows down at, in 20 Your eyes weather. are watering and shit. Yeah, Bryce smells fucking... like fucking Hatch, New Mexico in there. <laughs> exactly, dude. It was fucking nuts. So I immediately, after uh, going to work that day, drove to the car wash, fucking vacuumed it out and, and fixed that scenario. But wish I would have had it back and, and just done it right off the hop and got him out of there and onto the, onto the ground because it ruined my... My Monday morning at the gym, I was fucking sweating before I even got there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's an unfortunate situation. And that shit smells strong too. Like there that that is no joke. Do you actually put that stuff on your sandwiches? Uh they the Italian ones, yeah. I put it on Italian sandwiches. So God, dude, that shit tears me up. It gives me such bad heartburn. I can't even get near that shit. Yeah, it's it's rough, but we I, I like the I'm starting to like the taste of spicy shit, but then at twelve am when i'm fucking stumbling to the bathroom and fucking (laughs) blowing my back out it's usually not near as fun okay we're gonna wrap it up on that thank you guys all for tuning in to this week's episode of big drive energy if you're watching on the youtube give us a thumbs up listening on any podcast platform give us a review a rating we appreciate you all tuning in uh look out for the episode festive fridays coming out this friday it'll be a quick little 30 minute or a little quickie for you every single friday don't forget that Festive Friday's coming up. Uh, Enjoy this weekend. Enjoy the Hero World Challenge. Tiger Woods back on the golf course. We'll talk to you Friday. Peace. Peace.